Welcome to Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth, the podcast of Plymouth United Church of Christ. I am Pastor David, and on behalf of the members of this congregation, thank you very much for joining us. May God bless you through these words, and may you know God's love through them. Now, the podcast. Our Old Testament lesson is from 1 Samuel. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears of it tingle. On that day, I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from the beginning to the end, for I have told him that I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God and he did not restrain them. Therefore I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be expiated by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay there until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. He said, Here I am. Eli said, What is it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. Then he said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was a trustworthy prophet of the Lord. Please join me responsively in Psalm 139. 
O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You search my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret and intricately woven. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O oh God! How vast is the sum of them! I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to the end, and I Thank you, Barb. Our gospel is from the Gospel of John this morning. It's a story of Jesus picking up a, a few disciples, uh, but also in which this question is asked, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Which is a harsh kind of question to ask of a place just because it's small and far away. And so hear now and listen to how God is speaking to you through these words of John's gospel. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. And Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under a fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. Now we have three rich texts here this morning, and I think they, they work together in a way. At least I've been working together in my, in my head this week. I've been thinking, what is it to be at the beginning of 2015, to be in this time of, uh, of epiphany and to be where we are in the life of Plymouth Church, where we have been in the last year, kind of growing attendance, worship attendance has been steadily going up, good things are happening here. What are these 
mean for us? Uh, and so there's three, three things in here that have clicked with me, and I'm going to talk about them quickly, and then, uh, and then as I mentioned, we'll have the uh, time for you to use your markers and your stars. We're going to be writing some things down. You'll have a chance to think about some things. But the first is, is this psalm, Psalm 139, probably my favorite psalm. It's so intimate. The picture of God that it gives is this intimate God that knows us, knows us by name and that phrase, you have searched me and known me. God has searched us. God doesn't wait for us, but God comes to us. God searches us. God wants to know us. God wants to be in relationship with us. And God knows us by name, knows who we are as individuals, but also as a church, as a community. God has also searched us and known us, knows who we are. This is a God that wants to be close to us, not a distant God, but a close God. And the other phrase is from the story of Samuel. We have in the beginning, God calls Samuel. God knows Samuel's name and says, Samuel, Samuel. And then at the end of the passage, Samuel becomes a, a great prophet in the history of Israel and is very important in setting up the first kingdom and doing a, a, does an awful lot. And there's that phrase at the end. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. There's something in that phrase that has really struck me this week. Let none of his words fall to the ground. Sometimes we say things and they just plop. Like no one hears them. No one listens. But his words, they, they went out, they stayed level, they entered people's ears, presumably to be heard. And, and in, uh, in Samuel's case, mostly they were. People did listen to him. You know, and wouldn't it be great if our words didn't fall to the ground? Although there are things I've said in the past that I wish had just immediately <laughs> fallen to the ground before anyone heard them. But our good words are positive words, are words of healing, hope, goodness, whatever. It'd be nice if those didn't fall to the ground, but if they just went out, if God helped keep them out and went out to people so that if you say, clean up your room, they respond with, I would love to. Thank you for the reminder and the opportunity. I would love to do that. Or if you say to a friend, I really need to tell you my story. I need for you to listen to me, and they listen. None, they let none of your words fall to the ground. Or if, as we've prayed for so many years in the church, let there be peace on earth. Imagine if that didn't fall to the ground. If God didn't let any of these words fall to the ground. So what is a word or a word that you might be thinking of that can guide you through this year that you don't want to have fall to the ground. And then that last phrase that struck me is the one from the gospel when Nathaniel asked, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Because there was this sense, Nazareth was just this small little village way out in nowhere land. Jerusalem was the center of power, political power and 
uh, and religious power, although politically Rome really was the power, but at least amongst the Jewish people, Jerusalem was a power. And I mentioned this phrase in last week's sermon also, can anything good come out of Nazareth? As a small town, much like it is today, even back then, there was this thought that good things only come from the largest cities or, or the, the most powerful people or the richest people, the biggest communities, the most important areas. There wasn't an expectation <clears throat> of anything good coming from that which is small or on the margins or off to the side. And I think we hear that and feel that also sometimes today. I might ask that question, could anything good come out of Plymouth? I think, oh, we're a small church. We don't have all the bells and whistles of the big churches. We don't have the big budgets. We don't have the large staff. I might ask, can anything good come out of Plymouth? But I think that's a word that can fall to the ground, that kind of question. Ask, what is the good <clears throat> that can come out of Plymouth? And what is the good that can come from me, from us? None of us are particularly powerful or rich or prominent, but there's good that can come out of us as well. So we're at the beginning of a new year, a year full of possibility, time to build on successes of last year and go forward and to let go of the mistakes, anything that we did wrong individually, as a family, as a church. Move into this, into this new year and in this epiphany time, we remember this is that Jesus is the light. We remember the star that led the Magi to find Jesus. Uh, and so I'm going to give you a little exercise and then Lynn's going to uh, offer some music for us while you have some time to think. But what I would like you to do, and John, if you could turn my Think of as you're coming into, into this year, what is a word that you would like to hold before you? A couple of weeks ago when Lynn led worship, she talked about your epiphany word. What is your epiphany word, phrase, concept for yourself, for the world, whatever is on your heart? What is kind of guiding you into this year or what word would you like to have guide you into this year? And think about that and then write that down on your star or draw a picture. It can be words, a phrase, a sentence. There's no right or wrong here. It's whatever you want. You don't have to share it with anyone either. Uh, so you can do that. And then you think of that word. Then think, what is the good that can come from me? And what is the good that can come from Plymouth related to that vision, uh, to that word that you don't want to fall to the ground this year but want to keep going forward. Think of that as a, a, how can, how can Jesus' light shine through you in relation to what the word is that you don't want to fall to the ground this year. And it could be anything. Health, peace on earth, personal growth, take up a new hobby, new skill, be more generous. I, whatever, whatever is on your heart. Take a few moments. Lynn's going to play us some music. Uh, write that down, a word that you like to keep before you, and good that you can do this year to be Jesus' life. Ah, thank
Let's pray then, and then uh, we'll sing our we'll sing our hymn. God, you have searched us and you know us. You know what is in our hearts, what we have written or thought here today. And we lift up all of these words, all these hopes, all these guiding stars, that they may be fulfilled in your grace, that we may be the light that we want to be, and that we may be the light that you want us to be. We offer you our hopes for ourselves, for our community, and for this congregation of Plymouth United Church of Christ. Help us keep these stars before us to lead us to Jesus as your star led the Magi to him. Amen and amen. And keep these stars someplace close by with you over the year to look at once in a while and remember what you thought of today. And that is the good news for this day and for all days. Thank you again for listening to the Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth podcast. If you are in the Eau Claire area, we especially invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. And I invite you also to check out our website at pcucc.com for upcoming events and special worship services. From Plymouth United Church of Christ, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, this is Pastor David. Thank you for spending this time with us. May God bless you.